Did President Trump make a mistake by shutting down things too late? All this based off of a personal debate that we're going to get into and discuss and open up and have a productive dialogue about. And then we're also going to discuss an interesting tweet that I can imagine many people can reflect on in this time of quarantine, and that is gaining more by losing. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to Twitter, follow us at Hanging with Apes. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. Sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform. Type in Audio Apes and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. Truly is the best. So, two topics. One, COVID-19 related, as we've been doing recently. And then another one, not so COVID-19 related, but can still apply in a time of quarantine as people are not hanging around with certain people anymore and possibly not doing certain activities that they were doing before. They might be coming to the realization that less is more. Yep. (laughs) The quality of life enhances when you eliminate certain people or get away from certain things. So two very interesting topics. Which one would you like to cover first? Well, let's talk about the shutdown. Whether what was it good, was it bad? So I was discussing with uh, well, this is actually going to be a long unpack because if you look at the the government or not the government, but the 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 economic shutdown, and I think it's too early to know if we created a dent. If we didn't, if if we uh, were better off just letting it be, like all those things, I feel we'll find out sooner rather than later. But I guess I want to start with like this debate. And I was having my sister, she was saying that Trump took too long. And I felt that that was a little bit, I think thinking about, an economic shutdown is a very drastic decision. And I don't think that is something that you should take lightly because has there ever been an economic shutdown the way, you know, there hasn't. So I, I don't yeah. think there has in, in, uh, in a pandemic. In, in, sense. In, right. Like yeah, there's been economic shutdowns in, in terms of like the economy getting real bad or, you know, if you want to phrase it like that, but in the sense of the government telling everybody to stay home, yeah. No, I, I don't believe so. Yeah, and, and that's, it's just a wild-ass concept. I don't think Biden, Hillary Clinton, Obama, Bush, and any candidate or, or ex-president um, would have done it too much sooner or drastically sooner or anything like that just because it's such a crazy notion to, to shut in, everything down. In that regard... I slightly disagree with you. I could see Hillary, I could see Bernie both being the type to shut shit down 
earlier um, and not as much care about the economic ramifications. And the reason why that is, is not so much about the pandemic, but more so about their left-leaning ideology and how it gives them so much opportunity. I, well, as as um, I came across this article uh, where Edward Snowden was talking about it, and he calls it the architecture of oppression. So I yeah. see. I so I feel like left-leaning politicians, left-leaning leaders, yeah. would be more inclined to shut shit down earlier, but not in, for saving lives. Yeah. This is just for them to like. For ideological have, purposes, yeah. Well, I could see that, yeah. Have their foothold, but if... But even now, that could kind of be a situation. Even now, it could be, but I think, like, all of the left-leaning politicians in the country right now are... They're, they're Right now, they're following the orders of the president. Now, what they do with it after everything opens up is a different story, but in the sense of, all right, well, this is an opportunity as... As uh, the famous quote from Ram, Ram, Ram Emanuel, never let a good crisis go to waste. Yeah. Um, and then his brother, who is a Biden advisor, uh, put out this report the other day saying, oh, it's going to be at least 18 months till things open back up and stuff like that. And that's yeah, like right. a very scary thing to hear. But you could see that this is from somebody whose ideology is very left leaning and I would imagine without delving too much into conspiracy theories understands that there's a lot of control to be gained politically by shutting shit down so much because let's be honest the more business flourishes the more families flourish the more individuality flourishes the less government has control because you yeah. are more of a you, you know who and what you are and you know what you will and won't accept. Yeah. So, yeah, but I want you to get back to your point. But I would say that I think there are certain politicians that would have possibly shut shit down earlier, but not for the reason of saving lives yeah. or anything like that. But if you're talking about a president who wants freedom and the economy to flourish then yeah, an economic shutdown is probably, if not the last resort. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and yeah, it's funny that you say that because yeah, I was looking at it more from the scope of saving lives and and also keeping people living good because obviously you take their jobs away. I mean, that's going to just cause quite a few bumps on the road, um, some massive potholes. But but yeah, as far as as that's concerned, I feel like, it's just such a drastic you're really stopping everything and then not only that the ramifications of what happens after that because it could be oh i did this for nothing you know yes. what i mean and i found it funny because cnn had an article about why trump you know uh, shut stuff down late which i didn't agree too much with but i i did find it funny because it was very hypocritical in and of itself uh, the title is Analysis, the Single Most Damning Sentence in the New York Times Coronavirus Expose. And then it has the sentence. And the sentence is unfolding as it did in the wake of his impeachment by the House and in the midst of his Senate trial. Mr. Trump's response was colored by his suspicion of and disdain for what he viewed as the deep state. 
the very people in his government whose expertise and long experience might have guided him more quickly towards steps that would slow the virus and likely save lives. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you you mean to tell me that if he did, because we're all human, right? If he did feel like, oh, this might be too premature because these people are government officials that have ideologies, just like you're saying, Mm -hmm. I should probably wait on it and see how I feel about it. You're saying that that's a bad thing. You're saying that because of the sham impeachment and the sham Russia probe and the sham this and the sham that and all these crazy ass articles from the media that make up things as they go just to make you look bad. He's not supposed to look at none of that and be like, oh, no, I trust them. Right. That's quite possibly there's nothing damning about it. That's actually shows that he understands there's a lot of bullshit in all of this and probably looked at this in the same scope that you're saying which is wait a minute people could use this to stop shit slow shit down for people and it's 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 a scary notion so as a president you try and get a better idea of what's going on don't fucking fear monger mm-hmm. and don't fall for the fear mongering and 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 go about it in, in 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 the way that's a lot more responsible they did shut it down they shut it down for you know what what is it till april 30th yeah so that that's good in the sense that like we're being proactive because we don't know if it makes a difference first and, of all. and there were certain steps that were being taken that at the time weren't gaining a lot of headlines and at the time were being criticized by a lot of people who are now saying that things should have been shut down earlier. Yeah. So like the, the Chinese travel. Exactly. That's exactly what I was I was getting to. The so the hypocrisy really knows no bounds because on one hand, oh, xenophobia. You're why the the Chinese? No, this is wrong. This and that. And and Trump shut that down. The 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 travel from China down at a time when. Dr. Fauci was saying, oh, there's nothing to worry about. Uh, The World Health Organization was saying, oh, there's nothing to worry about. It was really the CDC that like was the were the first ones to come out and be like, all right, well, this is going to change everything. Because I remember even you and I were like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So there's that. Secondly. There's. We're still going to have to at some point deal with the question of whether or not this was all worth it. Because at the end of the day, let's ask ourselves, how many lives is it really saving? Because we're about a month in now to the shutdown. And if they're saying that this virus does its thing within 14 days, it does its thing within 14 days. Then that means that we've had a whole nother 14, 15 days after the original 14 days that it's still doing its thing and we're racking up more cases and more deaths than ever. So by that rationale, and if I'm wrong, somebody please correct me if I'm wrong, but by that logic, even after the shutdown has taken place, the spread has kept spreading. Obviously, it's yeah. probably spreading to a lot less people that than it would have spread to, but... If this is the shutdown and it's still spreading, then I would imagine that unless the sh- shutdown gets even more extreme, 
which I don't see that happening because the economy is already in a bad place and a recession has already begun and people are, are filing for forbearances on their mortgages and everything like that. The only other alternative would be to shut down things way more extreme than that. Yes. And now what do you have? Because now that means that like first responders, essential workers should stay home. Yes. And people should shop and like hunker down, like not leave their houses at all, like complete total shutdown. Yeah. Can we sustain something like that? Like That's what I'm saying. So what exactly... For every criticism that's issued, I would also like a suggestion because what yeah. is it that you suggest? Because the only other logical route to take would be that everybody, and I mean everybody, stay home. But that could never be. No. And and actually, to even better explain what this shutdown was and why I feel it, it could have helped to an extent is I feel about this shutdown, how I feel, or how you've probably felt in general, anyone listening to this show, if you've ever had a flat and you went and they put a plug on it. Yeah. From there, you realize that now I have... That's maybe, a great metaphor. Yeah, like a couple months with this. I have time to, if I don't have the money, to save up to get me another tire, to handle whatever I have to handle, because this plug is temporary, and sooner rather than later, the, the tire will be no good. So let's get everything going. Now let's look at the numbers. Ventilators, we're up. Yeah. We're up so like Up so much yeah. that like we can, we're almost at the point where we can, can consider yes. lending some to other countries. Exactly. Um, PPE equipment, it's, it's good right now. It's out there. Yeah. Now, the, the, the issue is like what are people doing with it because we're finding that in a lot of hospitals a lot of places is getting stolen yes but that's not a criticism on its availability yeah. that's a criticism on well what's what are people doing with and it? it's not a federal you can't it's not a federal problem that's right. a uh, whatever establishment exactly. that, that has a ppe has it like because you have to be responsible with that with the wives with all that stuff like and we've given enough time where more companies could have switched to making hand sanitizer um, to making masks, to making all that stuff. All this time, okay, that, that was the plug for the tire. But this cannot sustain. So the best case scenario is now we're prepared. Now in Chicago, McCormick Place is a fucking hospital. Right. That's nuts. But it's there. So now when you reopen, and this is my concern, is now that we reopen, what is what plan do we have? Because we can't just reopen and it be normal either. Okay, let's wear the face mask. That, that's responsible. Let's create a cool, good set of guidelines that would help. Like we talked about last episode. Maybe have two hours. Or maybe we didn't. Maybe we just had a conversation with a couple of people. Um, open a store for two. the first two hours. Older people go. They shop. They do what they have to do. They go back home. Social distancing. If you're going to go see your grandma, if you're going to go see your grandpa, if you're going to go see your parents and they're older, maybe wear a face mask when you're around them. Take certain precautions. Yeah, take certain precautions. Don't hug. Don't kiss. Don't shake hands with family members. Be, you know, precautions. You know, maybe restaurants let people in, but you limit the amount of people, you know, so maybe every other table, instead of every other, every table being full, yeah. every other table. 
unless it's somebody by themselves or like work it out but this is not this is not the american way of life and i think that's the other aspect that people are not yeah gathering is that it's it's getting in it's getting in the way of things especially for people that have this sentiment of of growth and forward thinking and wanting to like break out of their circumstance it is this shit could like kill your soul to oh, to an yeah. extent because you know that this is not what this country was was meant to be and it reminds me of um this one particular part in the movie Steve Jobs during the first keynote addressed in the in the in the first act he's talking about how for the presentation when all the lights go black he wants the exit signs blacked out also and the i, I don't know like the produ- production assistant or the stage manager mm-hmm. i don't know what her title was but the one that was getting like the whole production ready to go she was saying that the fire marshal said that she can't do that and that it's a hazard, this, that, and the other. And how Steve Jobs was saying that even if, like, he was saying it sarcastically, but you could tell that there was a sense of of truth to it, saying that, well, even if people die, like, yeah. <laughs> it would have been worth it to the ones that survive. Yeah. And so, obviously, he in the scene, you see that he's being slightly sarcastic, yeah. but also you're seeing that it's it's his notion or his mindset is sometimes we got to do things and, like, if everybody can't, like, survive or do what they need to do, I mean, it's not right that it holds the yeah. rest of us back because... I find that the people that are the most okay with this shutdown are the people that like were sort of more things were very, a lot more simplistic for them, yeah. if you will, and or they operate in a manner in which their income is not really directly reflected by a shutdown. But like if you're an investor. Or somebody that is on the go that gets things yeah. done, it's a very different mindset for you. And this is not the America that you know. No, not at all. Not not you know, even even like some of the stuff that's just drastic. Um, people are getting are going to start getting fined for not wearing a mask for a thousand dollars. Yeah, that's I mean, ridiculous. That's, that's that's ridiculous. I understand that the federal government uh, advised for us to have it, but keyword advised. We're not mandated. And not to mention that that advice was switched up because originally they said that it's not necessary. Yeah, yeah. So so I feel like, well, let's let's not get carried away and let's not let this be another situation like the Patriot Act where, oh, all these laws get passed and now we, we've lost our freedoms. Another thing that's scary, uh, if people are forced to vaccinate, uh, I don't agree with that i agree with you having your choice i don't i don't take my flu shot last year i took it because it just happened to be there and they were like oh you want to take it? Oh, well whatever fuck it but i don't seek it i don't need it if it's not broke don't fix it i don't get the flu it's very unlikely that i do i just i, I don't know why so why do i have to go 
and yeah. get it. I don't need it. I don't need it. Yeah, so. it's your it's your choice, and and that that's the way that it should remain. Yeah. Because the way that these uh, my body, my choice, <laughs> right? <laughs> the the way that these vaccines or would be vaccines are being pushed, uh, not so much by the president himself, but by other others like bill gates is it uh it, it strikes me as a little bit extreme like this notion that oh we'll never be able to have mass gatherings until until everybody is vaccinated yeah and i was i actually had kind of it wasn't a debate but just my sentiments he's not an elected official like so we should not be we should disregard whatever he has to say in that case like yeah if you can if you want to help that's fine you have billions of dollars and you're spending it on trying to help. That's cool. But don't suggest shit that like, because that is, I don't know, to me, it's very un-American for you to just be like, oh, everybody, everybody yeah. has to do it. Yeah. No, nah, this ain't China. Maybe China. Tell the Chinese people they could do that because their government could take draconian measures like that. But that's not how it works here in America. So it's not something that I feel we should you know, gloss over and just think, oh, yeah, for the better of the community. Well, is it really? Because the flu shot doesn't stop people from getting the flu. Like you said uh, earlier in pre-production, there is no shot for the cold. No vaccine. Yeah. yeah. So there's no, you get it. So that, get that's the, it, other, that's that's the other thing, too, is like, how do we know that this is something that can even be vaccinated? Because if, if you know, that mm-hmm. the, the common cold, it's still around. The flu is still there's no vaccine for these things. So is this like those things like or what what about this is different that it can be vaccinated? What about immunity? Like like what if we could just develop immunity? Then why do people need to get vaccinated? Yeah. There's all these questions. There, there was um, another thing that you mentioned too. Okay, so people with underlying issues also. We, we and, and I haven't seen any data. Well, I, I've seen some of the people that have been affected by it, and they seem to be, like you said, on the unhealthier side. Yeah. Maybe this is a... Obesity seems yeah. to be a, a big thing. Obviously, diabetes, heart disease, a lot of stuff like that. So we should be a lot more health conscious, and I'm not talking about fucking get swole. I'm talking about go running, go jogging, eat a little bit better. Um. For yourself, because that helps too. So a lot of this stuff is just precautions and mm-hmm. being kind of self-aware that this, I mean, do you drive your car and not change the oil for nine months? Or do you think that's advisable? No, right? Same thing w- with you. Like you should probably not eat pizza every other day and expect to feel good if you get sick. Because if you're sick, you know, it's going to go off of how your body, how, how, how your body could take care of it. Take probiotics. Our, our, our guy, Big Baby, he was saying like, and that was a very good point. And that's why I do take a probiotic, but it, it felt good hearing him say it because he's always been very aware of that stuff. Yeah. And, and, and he was like, yeah, it's good because a good stomach culture is a good immunity mm-hmm. uh, system. So, you know, or immune system. So take a probiotic, uh, vitamin C. I heard there, there were some reports that vitamin C helps with this stuff. So just be more conscious. But this could be, and, and then this goes back to what you said, how many, how many lives are you really saving? In the sense of we're better prepared now, 
Um, and Ben Shapiro put it the best. He said, just like we have nuclear weapons that we're not using, it's good to have ventilators that we're not using in case shit hits the fan. But how many lives are you really saving in the sense of if they had an underlying issue, there's really nothing. No ventilator could have saved this person. Right. It's just an well, underlying that, that's, issue. Well, that's the thing also is, yeah. and uh, uh, Governor Cuomo of New York was saying that, that in New York, there's nobody that has died due to lack of care. It was just, yeah, we gave them the care. It's just they weren't going to make it anyway. Yeah. And so, again, starts to make you wonder, well, I, how long can these people, these the, the susceptible ones, be sheltered from all of this? Yeah. And if you feel that you're susceptible... Then, then at, at some point, isn't it on you to isolate yourself? Yeah. That's, I mean, th- those are all the, these are the questions. Yeah. And the community, like, you know, you, you, I can't, we can't all care for everybody in the sense of like, okay, if I have grandparents and I have a relationship with my grandparents, maybe I should advise them or maybe I should go get groceries for them on, or if they need to go do something. Uh, can I help you with that? You know, exactly. keep them safe. And I think that if everyone takes on their responsibility in their immediate family, that also helps. Big time. And, and you don't need to. Another thing too, I just don't see a lot of older people being in clubs and bars. Don't go now. If you thought of going, don't go now because yeah. might might not be good. The numbers suggest that younger people are getting it, but they're surviving it. So. Maybe maybe you should stay away from, from those areas, at least for now, until you find out, we find out a little bit more about the virus and, and what it does and how, what could be done to at least alleviate the symptoms until you pass over with the sickness. So uh, things like that, like it's just, now I, I feel like it's a timing game more so than, than keep everything on lockdown. I feel like we're starting to get the information. Yeah. The main thing is now the the plan on how we roll everything out, which I think today Trump uh, sat down with the governors to see when they're going to reopen it. Hopefully they did discuss certain things that they, they might want to see or suggest to companies to do to keep us a little bit more safe. But it's, it's, it's something that you definitely have to question and start, start kind of preparing for for kind of a a reopening of things, I think is really the the best thing we could do. No, eighteen months. No, thank you. No, I I mean I don't even think that the president would even consider something like that because it's just no, it's not sustainable. I mean we're seeing already in this month it's not sustainable. So yeah, eighteen months is totally out of the question. So. Switching topics, switching segments. Um, I recently was doing some uh, some spring cleaning, you know, clearing some stuff out, old stuff, stuff that I haven't used, whatever. Got rid of a bunch of old equipment, equipment that in certain productions, whether it was through our sketch comedy or music or whatever the case, some equipment that we learned either never worked or we never even used. So, you know, it is what it is. And I came across some old notebooks 
And, you know, I, I was I looked through them before I got rid of them. And it's like stuff that I had jotted down or wrote down or certain passages and whatnot. And um, it was cool, like, just seeing, oh, like, the, how I've always thought a certain way and how certain things that I focused on developed, like, little notes that I took about, like, finances and yeah. stuff like that and, like, the way that they, the way that it developed. But... I ended up throwing throwing that stuff out. Um, like I was telling you in pre-production, I save lyrics. Um, but even a lot of those lyrics that I save, I don't end up using them. But I just kind of have like this little binder where I just keep all of them. And it's just like a crazy just bunch of different ideas and, and whatnot. But a lot of people would say, oh, well, you shouldn't throw stuff like that away. And like people get real sentimental about such things. And I was telling you in pre-production that, like, I'm a very forward thinker. Like, I don't dwell a lot in, like, the past and what could have been. And you said something that was very, uh, well, it was on the, on in par on par with what I was talking about as far as, like, if it came to fruition, it came to fruition. And if it didn't. It didn't, and and it is what it is. And I feel like thinking like that creates space for new, better ideas and opportunities going forward. And that whole notion coincides with, and I and I and I guess the reason why I even bring it up is because in these days, I was thinking about it, and I was like, man. Did I did I make a mistake by throwing that stuff out? And so I was starting to rationalize it. Well, like those things, I like I never really like even looked at those notebooks until like now that I'm throwing them out. Year from they've been in there from years ago, and I have this stuff. Like, what's the point? So like I'm 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 rationalizing all these things, and then I was on Twitter and I saw a tweet that you had liked from life money math or life life math money right yeah life math money and it said um you have it there yeah let me see if i can so just so we could get it get it correct but it was something along the lines of you you gain more by sometimes you gain more by losing yeah yeah in that realm, it's not loading for me, but if it does, I'll. Uh, yeah, I'll it, it, it. it was it was it was in in the realm of you. Uh, sometimes you gain more by losing. And I was saying about that, and I was saying how like, it's interesting because since I did spring cleaning and I cleared a bunch of stuff out and every what all everything like that, like it's opened the door and the pathway for like creativity and things that I want to do. It's like I cleared space for. For new shit. Yeah. I got it, actually. Uh -huh. Sometimes you gain by losing. So oh, very, yeah. very close. Yeah, sometimes you gain by losing. And so I was thinking, like, in this time of, of quarantine and this time that people have to reflect, I wonder how many people out there have come to that realization that, man, life is a little bit better without these people or life is a little bit better without this particular thing so you know like what what are your thoughts on such subject i think even in addition to that life is a bit better with the fear 
because the fear is kind of a uh, I don't want to say it's it's something that could help you lose but also help you win like I, I feel like fear is 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 a is kind of like a double-edged sword in that sense because like yeah you don't want to feel it but you feel it and if you feel it you might not do something about it and then you might just fall back and you never you never found out what you were really made of you know yeah and i feel like if you think about um even strategy like you have to like I, and, and i'm not like a I, i'm nowhere near a good chess player or have ever even gotten into it but one thing that i've noticed is like you are sacrificing certain pieces to for the greater good yeah so it's like oh well i know i'm gonna lose here but i'm gonna i'm gonna lose here because i'm gonna win i'm gonna lose this battle i'm gonna win the war type type of situation 100 percent. and i feel that that that's just something that you have to come to grips with and understand that it makes you better and when it comes to 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 people that's it's the same thing like yeah like and I've always had this conversation with uh, with some of the you know some of our friends because they always say oh well you don't understand um, and we we're talking about like relationships with family and 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 we were we were saying that like if if our if our child didn't we didn't get along with our child I wouldn't say necessarily disappointed us but some about it like we just it was we didn't mesh like, yeah. Um, we would kind of fall back and i think well i think that's that's a natural thing and i think that a lot of people looked at it and they were like well no because you know it's your kid and you got to accept your kid well no i don't have to accept my kid i can accept that that's how he is and i don't want to be around him and i might still even love him but get the fuck away from me cuz i don't get along with you like i've received that criticism before um I, uh, like in talking about, you know, having kids or not wanting kids or, or whatever the case. And I, and people ask, well, why? And one of the reasons was, well, what if I end up not liking my kid? And I got like chastised so crazy. Oh, what do you mean? Not like your kid. I'm like, how, like, is it me? But, but I do come across certain people that think the same way. But it seems to be few and far between. But I'm like, how could you know for a fact you'll like your kid? Like, if you don't like, okay, and and what I said to them was this: like, name somebody or that you don't like, and they'll be like, oh, Trump. I don't like Trump. All right, perfect. So if your kid grows up to be just like Trump, yeah, then you would not like. Them, right by that same logic yeah. you would not like them oh it's different it's your but no it doesn't make sense what you're saying yeah yeah and i feel like that's just uh it's kind of hypocritical to to an extent because i could see why you would be more accepting of a family member that's let's say in this case like trump and if you didn't like trump because well i grew up with the person and there's like a relativity factor like i know this person so I, I kind of see the rhyme and reason behind it. But I feel that philosophy should not be lost in moments like this. And if you look at it from a perspective of, let's say, a little bit broader than this, maybe like a political aspect, 
there's a lot of people that have ideological leanings because it suits them better. Yeah. And I think that that's a very micro way of looking at things because it shouldn't be what suits you better. It should be what is sustainable, which means that maybe you're living an unsustainable lifestyle and maybe you should switch up a little bit instead of wanting something that's going to be worse for for the ecosystem. Yeah, for that, lack of a better that's, word. That's very, that's very well said. And what you just said um, is very similar to something that Jordan Peterson said in terms of what's the proper way of living. And he was likening this to why he believes that there is a creator. And he it was on Joe Rogan's podcast. This was years ago. And he was talking about how music sometimes gives a very awe-inspiring feeling, like how you, you could hear a piece of music, whatever kind of music that you like, but it's, you know you're like, whoa, and like you have like this sense of euphoria and like this great feeling and this feeling that nothing can really explain, you know, science will struggle to explain it. Just it's hard to explain. And he said that what's happening in there is you have a sequence of a bunch of different instruments doing a bunch of different things, but it all happens to be working together. And so what he was like, you know, so you got this instrument doing this thing, this instrument doing this thing, the vocalist doing this, and it's all different. And on paper, you would imagine that things things would clash, but in fact, they all work together beautifully. And he said that in 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 his mind and, and in his observation and the way he analyzes the world, that is the proper way of going about things that you have to operate in a sense of what works for you. But at the same time, what works for your family, but at the same time, what works for the community, at the same time, what works for the world. Because see, for me, it might work to come home and get drunk every night and like shoot heroin and like be fucking doped up. But like, does that work for my family? Does it work for my friends? Does it work for, you know, my business partner? You know, but then we might be like, oh, well, fuck it, man. We've been in business, man. We got money coming in. Let's sell drugs. Well, that works for us. But that's, does that work for our families? Yeah. Does that work for the world? So, like, all of these things have to work for for everything else. And see, a lot of times where things where things tend to get lost is there tends to be at some point when somebody is operating in that manner... If the people around them have a very micro world view or are selfish, this person could be working towards the greater good, but to them, they feel like, oh, they're doing something wrong because yeah. they're because there's a, a big a big scope. That's yes. I and like what I see that I liken that to parents who fail to like discipline their children. Yeah. I liken it to that. It's like, well, or 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 I'll do you one better than that. Like the parents of like gangbangers and shit like that. It's like, oh, my child's not the problem. I love my child, this, that, and the other. No, your child is the problem. And if you had done a better job recognizing that, the whole world would be a better place. Now, the person, the mother or the girlfriend or the wife or or whatever of the person he killed would yeah. not be suffering what they're suffering because 
you didn't do what you needed to do whenever you needed to do it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what we're talking about here is is and, and so sometimes and and I think this is like what you were alluding to, or at least this is what I'm gathering, is that not sometimes that we are the type of people that family or not like the buck stops here like it's either well it's it's right or like i'm not fucking with it it doesn't matter who you are obviously who you are will dictate how affected i am by it yeah but that's pretty much that's pretty much the extent of it like obviously like we know a lot of people that operate a certain way and it is what it is and like we'll you know, acknowledge it and analyze it and be like, damn, like it's fucked up. But then if it's one of our friends, obviously the same rules apply. It just, it's a little bit more bothersome. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and the thing is, is this, it's like, I feel that you have to have those lines that you don't, um, What's what's the word I want to use? You you should just have the the things that you 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 know who you are, and as long as you know who you are, you know who you're compatible with, and that doesn't mean that you have to be a fucking asshole or anything like that. But it does mean that sometimes maybe this person I should see them in doses. Yeah, maybe that's a bearable situation in which and and, and we hear about this all the time during Thanksgiving dinners. You know, oh, it was good, but yeah, I'm glad I saw them for once this year, and we'll be good. We'll be well, fine. Th- well, that's big reason why the Friendsgiving has taken off the way that it has, because <laughs> yeah. as time progresses, you have more and more people that recognize that they don't particularly care for their families. Yeah. Now, what I will say is, and I think what you said was perfectly said, is that philosophy is not to be lost in all of this. A lot of times it really is the philosophy because see, a lot of the articles that I was reading and that I have read about friends giving and and things such as that are for reasons that I don't necessarily agree with. Like I agree with you have the right to not like your family. I agree with you have the right to not like rock with them. But for instance, one of the big things was like, oh, uh, um, maybe skip Thanksgiving dinner if that unbearable Trump supporting uncle is going to be there. Well, that I don't agree with because is this unbearable Trump supporting uncle the type of person that can't substantiate why he believes what he believes? Because no. if he can't, then yeah, maybe you should avoid a person like that because that is unbearable. But... Anybody who I've ever disagreed with, as long as they can, within the realm of reason, establish why they believe what they believe, I could rock with it. Like, you believe that for your reason, and I'm entitled to give you facts as to, like, why you may or may not be wrong, but that's... cohesive. It's cohesive, exactly. But if you just have, like, an all-out, like, ugly way about you, you could agree with me on everything, but just the way that you operate, like ideologically agree with me. Oh, you believe in God and, and the, the politics I believe in. Even you even like the same movies that I like, yeah. but you're a piece of shit person. This just, I can't, 
I can't rock with you. Yeah, yeah. Even I've told family members who who are fans of Bernie, like, I've told them straight up. And they've told me straight up about stuff that I say about that I fuck with uh, that Trump's on. I was like, yeah, I think that some of your worst posts and are moronic that, that I feel that are in the realm of moronic are those of Bernie Sanders. But I could say that to that person because, first of all, they're willing to accept that I think that that ideology is, uh, that, that ideology is garbage and that that's okay. That doesn't mean I hate you. That doesn't mean that I think you're a horrible person because you have your rhyme and reason and you've explained to me why you think this is good. I think that your stock in or the stock that you put in how to handle certain situations when it comes to policy and politics is horrible. But I see that at least your intent is good hearted. You know, that doesn't mean that Again, I'm not going to fucking, oh, please don't come to Thanksgiving dinner. Please don't be around me. I can't be your friend. That doesn't mean that. That means that I'm willing to debate. You actually posted uh, uh, Bill Maher talking about the Chinese virus because that's what it is, is a Chinese virus and why it's okay to call it the Chinese virus. Yeah. And um, Bill Maher, we will not agree with probably most things with, yeah. the, with that man. But. We will agree with this SJW shit and how he's against it. And 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 for and f- because dude is so real, I can't help but fuck with him. Yeah, yeah, like like, like him, like yeah, like yeah, yeah. like it, and that's the thing that people don't un- understand. Like I have, I there's other people that ideologically I totally disagree with, but do I have a high level of respect for them? One hundred percent. Actually, such a high level of respect for them that if I was in office. I probably would appoint some of them as advisors just to like counteract, just so I'm not surrounded by yes men. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Just so yeah. it'd be like, all right, the lunatic in the corner, what are your thoughts? Because, you know, <laughs> this is what we think, and then we'll find the, the compromise balance here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that's but that's what I'm saying. That's the respect. But that's why, like, and I like very much how you said philosophy is not to be lost in all of this, which would probably like make a badass t-shirt. Like if we could like put that on something. (laughs) Uh, So truly strong work, but, um, but yeah, but in the sense that like, yeah, we don't have to see eye to eye. And I think sometimes people, people like mistake that about people like, Oh, if you don't agree with this person, if you, they don't, if people don't agree with you, you think they're dumb or you just don't like them. No, it's not that it's, well, why do you disagree with me? What is your ideology? And like, can you even substantiate anything that you believe in? Do you even have a philosophy? Yeah. Because that's the other thing too. I can respect people that have a philosophy. It's the ones that have no philosophy that I tend to like find myself, even even like criminals. It's crazy enough, oddly enough, even criminals, because yeah. obviously where we've grown up and the places we've been, we've been around them. Yeah. Even criminals that have a philosophy, I can rock with more than, like, for instance, that's why, like, somebody that's committed a murder, like a gangbanger or whatever the case, like, yeah, are they right? No, do I think they're good people? No, you know, and, and all of that stuff. But I can have a conversation with somebody like that more than I could have a conversation with somebody, let's say, that's, like, a pedophile or something. Oh, hell yeah. Because... There is no philosophy to like what the shit you're on. Like you're just yeah. like a fucking I don't know what to call you, but 
But this person, while I don't agree with their philosophy, while I think they should be punished, while I think they're, I might even make a judgment and say they're an awful human being for what they did, but there is a logistical process to why they did what they did yeah. versus, you know, in some places it's just us. And I find that in my everyday dealings with people, I find that if I come across people that don't have a philosophy, and I'm not saying an ideological philosophy because you could be into a different, a lot of different type of things, but there's, you know, those people that it's like, you know, that they have a strong sense of self and you rock with it yeah. versus those that it's just like, you don't really know what they're on and it's just, you just don't want to be around it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's key because I feel, you know, but that's the thing, though. In today's world, some of the biggest rock stars in today's world are the comedians like Bill Maher and Dave Chappelle. And the only ones that I feel can truly understand where we're coming from. Because we do music. We've always done, like, we've always been into comedy. But then we also have our political side to to, to the things. And I feel that politically, we probably would not find much to agree on with Bill Maher or maybe Dave Chappelle. But I feel like we would have a grand old time if we were on a fucking round table eating, oh, big, talking. Big time. Yeah. And and I would say that with actually I yeah, yeah, politically I think there would be a lot of differences. I think there, culturally there would be a lot of similarities though. Yes, cult culturally, yeah. We would be able to sit down and be on par with each other and kind of on the same boat. Since we're on, since we're on uh, the topic of culture, and I think this will be a good way to to wrap it up. Remember that that uh, that video I showed you this weeks ago. Um, it was from a channel called Alux on YouTube, and they were talking. They made a list of like fifteen. They they do a bunch of lists, like fifteen signs. Um, you'll never be rich. 15 signs you're on your way to be rich. 15 signs you're in the middle class. 15 signs you're in the upper class, this, that, and the other, right? Oh. And I don't live by the stuff that they say, but I always find their videos very interesting because their videos, it's... What I think what I like about their videos is how they delve into the philosophy of why it's a sign. So it's not just all numbers and metrics, like, oh, you make this much money, this, this, and that, you work in this field. It's not that. It's more about how you think and how you operate that is a sign or an indicator yeah. of where you're going in life. And I that's the thing that I really appreciate about that particular channel and the, the list that they comprise. Well, in one of the more recent videos of 15 signs, you're in the upper class. So upper middle class, excuse me, you're in the upper middle class. So the way that they that they describe it, these are the people that are on the verge of being, you know, what you would consider wealthy. No. They're not there yet, but but they have they have, uh, you know, certain things going for them. Uh, one thing that I found that was very interesting, and it was more of a philosophical one, just like the the one that they had for the the that I found real philosophical for if being in the middle class was 
in sports, the, the how they say it, the bigger the ball, the 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 more likely you are in the middle class. And then they were saying how like basketball and like football and bowling, like those are all like very middle class activities and middle class thought processes. And well, baseball is a smaller ball, but that still like fits into that realm. And they were saying how the upper class, they more so like are into like ping pong and golf and like yeah. a very a different Tennis. a very different mindset. But then also if you notice the and 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 it's interesting and and this is and this all is going to tie into like the 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 video that I recently watched those sports are more about individuality like it's just me versus somebody else whereas these yeah. other ones are like more of a team thing more community based yeah. where it's these there's other sports that's more about kind of like breaking outside of of the community yeah. and they didn't point that out but i i i, I noticed that but this one that that uh, I saw on the 15 signs that you're in the upper class, I found this really, really interesting. And since we were on the topic of culture, there's a thing that uh, a phrase, I don't know if they coined it, but it's very interesting. And I found it to be very true. It's called cultural capital. And it says it said that in there you are rich in cultural capital if you're in the upper in the upper middle class. And they were saying how like the lower class doesn't have a lot of cultural capital and a lot of very like like high up there rich people don't have the time to have a lot of cultural capital. But they said you're right in that sweet spot in the middle of where a lot of people like to hear you talk and you could talk about a wide range of topics. And every time you go and visit a new place. You talk to the locals and you learn about the culture and philosophy. Yeah. Of, and, and it's funny because on plenty of times on the podcast, we've talked about certain trips and like, you know, we could talk about movies yes. and, and like the cultural capital. And so it's funny, like in us talking about how we feel like if we were at a round table with the guys like Chappelle and Bill Maher and everything, we would be on the same page culturally and have a great time is because I think you're talking about a lot of people that have a lot of cultural capital. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like something that guys like us would just appreciate. Yeah. I mean, you could literally disagree on most things, but just that alone and getting in, in into the nitty gritty of, of, of what, why you think this, why you think that. And then the wide variety of things that you could speak about. It's, and, it's just great. And I I noticed that in that video, because I had never heard that phrase before, but as they were describing it and, and they were delving into it, I noticed that I tend the people that I rock with tend to be high in cultural capital. And the people mm -hmm. that I find myself sort of like, ah, eh, like they're like whatever like i could do away with them yeah have very little cultural capital yeah i could see that most definitely and i could see myself being that same boat yeah just because yeah. i want something to grasp to like even if like interest me mm -hmm. like and show me something new like i don't i know i don't know everything of course not that's yeah that's that's the nature of learning that's the nature of life yeah 100 percent well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. 
We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Apple. We're on Google. We're on SoundCloud. Want to listen to some really good rap and hip hop music? Go to any major music streaming platform. Type in Audio Apes. Our catalog pops up. See you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.